0: All right. This is Shane Jensen of the Wharton Moneyball team. I'm a professor of statistics at the Wharton School here. And in this segment, uh, we had the whole crew in the studio, Audie Weiner, Cade Massey, and Eric Bradlow. And we we talked uh, actively about the closing games of the NHL season and some of both the historical team records as well as historical personal performance we've been seeing. Tune in for that and uh, enjoy a lot of hockey.
1: From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Wharton Moneyball on Business Radio.
2: Welcome. Welcome to Wharton Moneyball here on Sirius XM. Coming to you from the Business Radio Studios in Huntsman Hall, that's the Wharton School, University of Pennsylvania, West Philadelphia. Kate Massey hosting today with the whole crew. Eric Bradlow is to my left. Audie Weiner straight away. And Shane Jensen to the right in their regular seats. We're delighted to be here as a group. We're delighted to be in person. We are not often together in person, though we've been on a good run. This spring we've had a good little stretch. This is going to be the last one for a while. We will be back here every week. Somebody is here almost every week, usually a bunch of us, kicking it off. I'm curious, gentlemen, there are some sports to think about. They're all kind of interesting right now,
0: I would say. Some, one historical,
2: some historical. Some historically yeah. interesting. What's historically interesting, The NHL Shane?
0: has at least three historical aspects this season. Let's hear about it. Well, let's start with the one probably most people are tracking the most, is the Boston Bruins have now won the most games of any team in NHL history, regular see, season see, games.
2: Shane, that's easy. I can take games because the yep. points thing always kind of throws yeah, me off. Yeah, no, out.
0: and I mean, it's worth talking about that a little bit. But they do now have the most... <laughs> Wins, um, just the I simple
2: mean, most wins ever.
0: I'm going to complicate it though okay. a little bit. All right, so I mean, you know, so they're at 63 wins now, and that is more than te- you know. Tampa Bay Lightning had the previous wins record in 2018, 2019 at 62 wins. By
2: the way, 63 wins out of what? 82 games. 82 in 82, 82 games.
0: games. Okay.
1: The, two to go. In terms two, of 63
2: in, out of 80 so far. Correct. Two to in go.
0: terms of points, they're one point behind. The 1976-77 Canadians, which are regarded best team probably of all time, they have the points record of 132 points in 80 games. We're so, bad. and uh, so there's you know oh, there's no like, Boston Bruins are already Boston
1: you're, you're <laughs> Bruins are all-
0: already off that pace. They didn't, they didn't make it to 132 in 80 games. No, no, no. But
1: I know. I just want to comment. Yep. When we used to, we always <laughs> talked about the asterisk next to the home runs record. Like, you know, remember Aaron Judge got to what? Did he get to 61 and 154? Didn't Aaron Judge get to 61 and 154? Yes, he did. He did. So I thought you were the one that always talked about no asterisk. So if they get to 133 points, don't they have the record? There's no asterisk, right?
0: They have the record. But I mean, I guess I'm I'm trying to kind of, I'm I'm trying to give a little bit greater context of, you know, the most kind of like, you know, I mean, we'd be tempted right now to call the Boston, this current Boston Bruins team, one of the best teams of all time. And I'm kind of, I think the two kind of most relevant comparison teams, at least that we've been discussing in terms of records, are that. Tampa Bay Lightning team for a few years ago and the 70s Montreal team. I'm going to give a couple other kind of additional.
2: Real quickly, what? Yeah. Again, the year for that Montreal? 76, 77. How many Richards were on that team? Zero Richards. Oh, there man. was a Lafleur. Fleur. Okay.
0: There was a Le Maire, I think. There was a lot of Lez, but no, <laughs> Rich, no Richards. Let me ask you a okay, Richards on, were then, long on, gone on, by then.
2: Hold on. I want to observe one thing that we, this asterisk conversation yeah? brings to mind. The biggest guilty party not using asterisks where they should be using asterisks on this front is the NFL. I mean, when when we grew up, they played 14 games. right? And they've been playing 16 for a long time. And now we've moved to 17. I mean, this changes all the records all the time. Yeah, I know. And what I and mean, nobody... I, think,
0: I, I think this asterisk, I mean, I you notice I never use the word asterisk. Bradlow brought the asterisk. And that's because Bradlow and Audie are obsessed with baseball, where asterisks are used most often. Because baseball is the sport where people want to kind of Keep things are, the are, same. Are, well, because the, the sport, <laughs> the sport at least, they they deny the massive amount of changes that have gone on during, during baseball history. They want to kind of basically be what if? What would this? How does this person compare to Babe Ruth? Even though there's 80 years of ensuing whatever, comparing to the '76, '77 Montreal Canadiens is fraught with danger because the sport has changed dramatically. Okay, so, I mean, that's, recognizing this, is, this that,
3: is a good thing. So. Help me out. Tell me the ways in which it's changed. I don't know enough about hockey to know automatically. Please Let's know. tell me why. Let's overall, know when we, go,
2: when we go back that far to talk about the Canadians, we're going halfway back
3: to Babe Ruth. We talked. We think yes, it's so. It's, nothing. That's right. All right, so tell me how it's changed. Well, ways. Inter-
0: goal scoring, overall goal scoring. So the Bruins are an incredibly defensive team. That's really kind of been their
3: main success this season. Yes, yeah. yeah, so
1: I put in the rundown. They're yeah. not actually the top offensive team yeah. in the league. Matter of fact, they, they're half a goal wait, less. So, so they are
3: among back the... Back in the Canadians and people didn't know about defense? No, new they just idea. scored more, and the rules cha- the rules fun. have changed. The rules, okay, the have, rules changed have changed
0: since changed. then to suppress scoring in various ways, and and defensive strategy has improved overall since then as well. Uh, but you know, I mean, one thing we could look at but like so. For example, the Bruins, even though they're you know mostly defense, they have the probably the greatest goal differential. They certainly compared to that Tampa Bay team, they're way higher in terms of goal differential. They've been dominant. They're the most dominant team of the modern um, era
2: Didn't you say they're almost twice the next team?
0: Yeah, no, their their goal difference right now is 124. Second to fourth place are 16 to 61. Unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. You want but you does, But
2: doesn't that give you confidence about what they're going to do in the playoffs? I mean, that kind of goal difference yeah, shouldn't man. that be predictive?
0: That should be. And certainly Tampa Bay was much less than that. The Canadians 216 goal difference in 80 games <laughs> in two last games. <laughs>
2: what?
0: What? <laughs> So again, the Boston Bruins are twice the next team at 124. The Canadians in that season, 216. Seventy-five percent more. Yeah, Oh, my in two goodness. less games. <laughs> so I mean, it's just a, a different type. Of, you know, that so, this is the most dominant team in the modern era, and I date the modern era in hockey as Gretzky, pre and post Gretzky, basically, um, like 1980 or so.
3: So what happened uh, in Gaul? And is sorry, that like, in hockey is like before they, all Christ and they after didn't Christ? Score goals. What was what what changed that? Is it the style well, I mean, of play? Well, there? yeah, I mean, in,
0: in, through the Gretzky era, it's actually, I mean, goal, goal scoring actually went up in the 80s yeah. and early 90s. Uh, it started getting suppressed from then. A, they expanded and diluted the talent pool a little bit. So there's that. So, and, and worth noting, the Canadians played at a time, I think there was maybe 12 teams in hockey or 16 teams back in the 70s. So it's a different, mm-hmm. you know, kind of com, do, dominance. Um, and then there's things like the neutral zone trap and kind of just sort of defensive, essentially defensive strategy and... And stuff like that that kind of brought down goal scoring.
1: Could you? So let me ask you a minute, are you indifferent from. Also, a, at less power plays. A, uh, are you indifferent from a team strength point of view how those 130 something points come about? Like, let me give you an ex, Just so everyone knows, you get two points for a win. Is my understanding you get one point for an overtime win. Yeah. Okay. So let's imagine. No,
0: you, one point for an overtime loss.
1: For no, sorry, for an overtime loss. Overtime yes. win counts as a win. Yeah, win's a win. So one way you could get to 132 would be to have 60 clean wins yeah. and 12 overtime, or sorry, 12 overtime losses. Yeah. You could also have what it turns out the. Uh, Bruins may end up with, which is 64 or 5 wins and only 5 overtime losses, which is another way to get to 133. Yeah. Are you indifferent? Are they basically the same? What? Like It's just total, it's, is total it's such a small a percentage summary? of
0: their actual wins. I'm fairly indifferent. Worth noting again, they did yeah, not have exactly. overtime wins That's in new. the 70s. Montreal, you know, the reason Montreal... Right, they just Latin, lost. The reason that Canadians <laughs> right. team has the point record but not the win record is that they didn't have the opportunity to try and win in overtime mm. like modern teams do. They just had to take the tie. Yeah. So they well, did, there, there was also
2: a period where. So played, definitely they,
0: that Montreal team has the record for wins in regulation. So
2: there was a stretch, long stretch, where they played overtime but they didn't give you mm-hmm. a point for losing. They screwed yeah. up the incentives too yeah. much for how overtime was played. Yeah. So
1: if a team was 66, 16, and. Well, in the new 66 and 16 would be the same to you as 60 10 and 12.
0: Yeah. More or less. I yeah. mean, you're just kind of taking you're basically taking those extra tie games and making some little coin yeah. flips like arbitrary, not really hockey related coin flips. No, I don't think there's any predictive ability. And as far as their success in the playoffs, well, I mean, I love this historical comparison to Tampa Bay and these Montreal Canadiens because in the Tampa Bay case, they lost in the first round. <laughs> These Montreal Canadiens swept through the playoffs, too. They lost two games in three series of the of playoffs. Of course they, they did. Of they, course they, they did. They okay, so
2: given did. so given the dominance you've just described, yep. in, intuitively, what probability do you think the Bruins should have for winning the whole thing? So let's get base rates. How many teams from the NHL are in the playoffs?
0: Well, it's, uh, it's a full 16.
2: 16 out of 30, so like more than half. Yeah,
0: the slightly playoffs, than right? more than half. Okay, so base rate, really, if, it was, weird thing.
2: if it was truly a coin flip, base rate here would be 6 point, whatever yes. they have. Yeah, 6.25, yeah. Okay, so how much probability, without looking at models and, and websites, what probability do you feel the Bruins should have for the win?
1: In Let's it? all come up with one. Yeah, sure. Well,
2: unfortunately, I've looked at the website. Okay, I've yes, got y'all, one. But yes, y'all come up with one. I've got one. What do you to got? To
1: win the Stanley Cup. To win. Okay, I've got it. Okay. I've got an estimate. I'll give mine 15. I was going to get uh, even after the dominance. You more just than doubling, yeah. I, I, well, I was. So yeah, that's. By the way, I just want to say 15. I was using the same logic <sighs> as Shane. I was going to multiply by a certain oh. factor. So my factor was three. So I was going to go up to eighteen point seven five percent. Okay.
3: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Adi. I was going to go over 20 because you pitched me on such an awesome exactly. team, no, and an hero, team. team and I got sold by your excitement that I was I was great with team. you. I was yeah. ready to put down half my fortune yeah. which <laughs> Kelly betting would say not to do so I'll yeah. partial Kelly it, all the way back to 22%. Now I did cheat um, and looked looked at the odds but I at the odds but uh, so what anyway. do the odds
2: say because 530 I I've never looked at 530 NHL site before but I did just now and they had the Bruins at 38% to win. 38%
3: Holy shit. Ridiculous. <laughs> well, that so, means
2: th- so by the way, but they, it's really steep because they've only got three. We said 6% was base rate. They only have three teams above base rate. So it's all the excess probably goes to the Bruins. The Avs at about half of that, 17%. And the Oilers at just a touch above base rate yeah. with
1: 9%. That's amazing. That And all the it's rest. All,
2: yeah, it's all stacked no. up on two teams and right. most of that on one team. What <laughs> is
1: their odds? Let me ask a question. What's their odds of making the finals?
2: 53%.
1: So that means they're giving them a 70 over 70% That's chance insane. to win if they That's make insane. the finals cuz 70 times 0. 0.53 is no, 37%. No, 37%. Wow. You know, they
0: well, are they're obviously double in goal differential. the second or fourth place teams. Two of those four teams are in the east though. Okay,
2: Devils so the Devils and Rangers so are the, the next team. The tougher thing is they to come out of the supposedly, okay? So
3: what I'm reading here is plus 350 which translates to well plus 400 is 20% so plus 350 23% so or so the something. betting odds are around the there the betting odds are exactly right that. now okay. that tends to be an overestimate because they pay you the, out at a at a worse odds than true because yeah. they all sum to greater than 1 yeah. knocking it down the vig maybe 18 to 22 in that wow. range That's so it's a big difference it's from a, their model it way way lower. If you're if you're believing five thirty eight, you should be putting. Buy you're your yeah. buying and buying and buying and buying and buying. Okay, it. interesting.
0: I want to talk about a couple individual performances that are also historical. Mm-hmm. Connor McDavid, I think we've heard a little bit about, but he did become the sixth player in NHL history to reach sixty goals and one hundred and fifty points. Only the sixth player ever to do that. Um, so that's pretty impressive. If he gets, uh, I guess, five more points in his last uh, two games. It'll be a top 15 season of all time.
2: Okay, so real quick, let's put that in context. He he plays for the Oilers, right? Yeah, that's right. They're they're seen right now, at least by 538, as the second most likely team to come out of the West, Mm -hmm. follow the abs, and one of only three teams above base rate of winning the whole thing. So at least we get to watch this guy play. No, no,
0: and I mean, it's super. If it really comes down to Oilers' abs, it's worth pointing out that there's, I think, 15 players in the NHL with over 100 points this year. Five of them... 5 of the 10. No, there's 10. There's 10 players with over 100 points this year in hockey. 5 of them are playing tonight in the Abs versus the Oilers regular season. <laughs> really? 5 of the 10 top 100 or right. over 200 point players are on those two teams. Okay. So, so, so mash again. So For- you know, they you'd, you you can imagine Whoever's coming out of the West, especially if it's one of those two, is going to be this high-scoring thing that's going to try and hit that Bruins defense.
1: So let me ask you a, a question that relates also to do you care about wins. Um, someone scores 150 points. Do you care what mix of goals and assists they have, and does that say something about them? Like, Would you be more impressed with 75-75 than 60-90? I would assume yes.
0: Yes, because it carries other players with you. So, for example, Connor McDavid does a lot. You know, it's impressive. His 150 is 60 it's like sixty goals and ninety assists, or whatever. Oh,
1: you wouldn't be more impressed with someone with seventy-five goals and seventy-five assists?
0: I mean, I guess the seventy-five goals is maybe more unique, but I, you know, again, I think they're the 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 playmaker ability of things is is more, I think, team complementary. I look at somebody like so a better comparison, a good kind of paired comparison for this is: Would you rather have Sidney Crosby or Alexander Ovechkin? Ovechkin is a pure goal score right. and is much more likely to kind of be in that 75-75... I mean, he would never have that Just what I'm saying,
1: historically, like Gretzky, be- Lemieux, were they like one and a half assists for every goal somewhere in that range? Does that sound about right? Two
0: to two and a half assists for every goal for oh, Gretzky, that many? I think. Yeah, so you yeah. think
1: Gretzky had like I mean, Gretzky, six or seven hundred goals and like yeah, 15, I mean, he, 1600 assists? Yeah, I mean,
0: he was like more in the 70 to 80 goal range, but he was getting like two hundred po- over 200 oh, points. So, so it's, getting, like, okay. yeah, it's like twice as many assists as goals. Quick,
2: quick reminder... Hockey assist means that there are two assists on every goal, right? Or up to two, up is to that two. right? Up, up to two. Two. If up the, two. The guy making the pass to the guy who makes the pass, if there yeah, is such yeah, a yeah. pass.
0: Yeah, that's right. Or some goals um, don't have any assists if it's so a takeaway or something like Analytically,
2: I mean, this, the, I mean this, is, this is a really dumb question, but we should know something about that Eric's question in the model right. for a value of a player. Yeah, no, and
0: I, I think basically, kind of, uh, I guess I value the kind of a diversity of both kind of scoring ability and playmaking ability. Okay, that's, so that's and your that's your, things, that's your intuition,
2: yeah. but this is baked into models now. They're guys, I mean, modelers are valuing players based on their performance, and so there's a coefficient on goals and there's a coefficient on assists yeah. in, in these models. I'd be we'd be curious to know.
0: I just you know I I, I bet you those models are all additive. But I'm saying assist kind of are. In indications of more super additive interaction effects like Connor mcdavid is also the reason that drasdell is like above 100 points it's like you know i would hope a model would catch that
2: i would hope a model would get that are we not there maybe a model
0: with like pairwise interactions between maybe i bet you those models are mostly linear and additive if i had to guess
2: okay Okay. The it other thing just, just worth all. pointing out, and this
0: is an <laughs> indications maybe we're in a new goal-scoring era. Eric Carlson, I just want to mention, this is the least impressive, but still impressive, is the first defenseman in 30 years to have a 100-point season. He plays for San Jose Sharks. He's not You're not going to see him in the playoffs. He played for a terrible team. But it has been since basically the early 90s that a defenseman has scored now, that you many can, points. Now, you
1: can educate us again. So, like, I know in, like, soccer, other sports, like— if someone wants to play, like someone pe- assigned to play defense, but they actually just move up on the field. Like if they're like, they could dribble, you know what I'm saying? They can move up someone. So in hockey, I understand what it means to be a defenseman. I do. But <laughs> can't a defenseman, like couldn't a team have their defenseman play more forward than others? Yeah. And so and the fact is his defenseman, this may not be all defenseman. This is not equivalent.
0: Oh, no, that's certainly true. Like, again, and he is an elite... uh, Carlson is an elite scoring defenseman to compare him to actually other defensemen who's got more of a primary focus on... I mean, yeah. So, I mean, the position hides nuance. In the same way people like... I. I get triggered when people talk about Travis Kelsey as like one, you know, a better tight end than Rob Gronkowski. When Travis Kelsey is not actually a tight end, he's a wide receiver with a tight end body. Okay, so, but, I mean, there's subtlety in how that happens. While, yeah, I get while, it. while all
2: that's true, I'm guessing a bunch of his points come on special teams.
0: Yes, no, I mean, and that's really where defensemen, to the extent that they are scores, it's mostly on power play situations where they're taking shots from the point and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's right. They, we get shorter rotations in power plays, do they not? I mean, longer rotations, presumably. Is longer right?
0: rotations in games. So typically a hockey team has like four forward lines and only three defensive kind of pairings. So they're on the but, ice for longer just in, in general. But in
2: power plays. And
0: in power plays, they shift off a little bit less often just because they're at the point. You know, it's a little bit harder to shift them off. But yeah. Mm.
2: Okay. Very good. All right. Shane, awesome rundown for yeah. us. But we're still a couple games away from starting the playoffs. So we'll have more of a playoff primer mm-hmm. next time around. All right, guys. That's been another Wharton Money Belt. Thank you for being here from the whole crew. Adi, Shane, Eric, Cade, appreciate y'all listening. Dion Simpkins, thanks for all the help, man, making it happen. Maddie D, keeping us on the straight and narrow. Much appreciated. You guys come back and join us next time. Between now and then, enjoy your sports.